You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, the hot start gets hotter for the Fayetteville Marksman, the Astros get caught stealing, LeBron James sets a milestone, and Kaepernick gets a workout. Plus, we'll recap last week in the NFL and college football and make our picks for this weekend. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Episode 15 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyard of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dibble. I'm Mac. And I'm the 10 to 15 pounds of weight you're going to gain over the holidays, Heather Highsmith. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be like angry weight? No, it's all no. You all the time? No, that's the (laughs) that's the good kind of weight. It's not angry at all. I don't know about that, Heather. I call bullshit. No, it that's no. It only gets angry in January when you're part of the resolution oh. crowd at the at the gym. So. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. So, how's everybody doing? Doing well. Doing well. Been a long week. Yes, I'm. I'm so glad it's Friday, and I wish I had money to go get adult beverages. But I'm being smart because I have to apply for grad school. So. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, but I'm buying a house. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. Which That's super congratulations on though, yes, for reals. Way. Yes. Very good. Yeah, we entered the we entered the underwriting. You phase are today, so. totally turning into an adult, Timothy, and I'm very proud yeah. of you. Well done. My my wife is determined to make a respectable adult out of me yet. So You know what? Kudos you for know, good her. Luck, Karen. Good, good luck. luck, Karen. Yes. <laughs> Best wishes. Godspeed. Well, before we get started, be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast everywhere you find your podcast. And if you're an Apple subscriber, we would love a five-star review. And again, did we did we get anybody to like belittle us or talk shit at us or say nice things about us? I didn't see any. Ooh. Um, okay. No, all right. not yet. Listeners, we're, we're going to sit here and challenge you. Uh, if you don't like what you hear from us, make sure you let us have it. Um, if you know you called a game that we totally messed up, let us have it. Like we want the interaction. Uh, if anything, just because uh, you know who doesn't like to be belittled on their own show, exactly. And especially if you can be funny. If you can be funny about it as well, even that's better. Like extra points for you. Even better. Um, right. So, like all three of you that are out there listening, yeah, you know, challenge us on everything yeah. we say. Uh, if I'm being too much of a homer, yeah. let me know. And oh, especially listen, that Afghan, that Afghan audience know. we have, man. Come on, guys. Yeah. Th- those of you in Afghanistan, let us know how uh, how you really feel. Listen, we love our troops. We love our troops over here. So. And, and we love our we love our Afghan listeners. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we have a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, lots to unpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots to unpack. There's been some major events happening on the national stage, but let's start here in Fayetteville, uh, where the local hockey team, the Fayetteville Marksmen, just cannot be stopped. Um, of course, I say that, and as we speak, they are losing to nothing after the first. Well, and it's uh, also so... like literally like still the beginning of the season. So okay, Tim. yeah, yeah. And there's still two periods left, so exactly, oh, definitely. You know. 
let's face it, this is uh, minor league hockey, so the opposing team's goalie could like trip over somebody, chip a fingernail somehow, go out, and they're already down to their third string guy, and some forward suits up because they don't have any more goalies left. No, you know? no, no. I mean, here's... A lot of weird things can happen in minor league hockey. Yeah, no, 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 no. You've got that totally wrong. The goalie is over in the beer line and will be back shortly. Yeah, okay. I'll take that one. It's like it's like the scene from uh, uh, Talladega Nights exactly. where the guy's like, hey, man, you want to you come drive this? You know, exactly. Sitting there eating a sandwich. I swear the marksman posted a picture of one of their guys on the ice. And I'm pretty sure he's my age. Um, <laughs> he's he's got the full like Fu Manchu going on. Oh, good for him. Of course um, he does. It's great. I love the marksman. But uh, they improved to eight zero and one with two wins last week. They defeated Roanoke six two and four three here in Fayetteville. Uh, the wins mixed uh, mixed with a Peoria overtime loss moved the marksman back into a tie for first. Um, both teams are 8-0-1 now. Let's get it, boys. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Luke Stork is in second in the league with 13 points. His, um, his name is for real, Stork. Luke Stork. All right. Um, and that's good enough. He got a call up to a, the Atlanta Gladiators at the ECHL, so he's no longer with the marksmen. Um, but good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, Dylan... Vander Esch also got a call up, but this one to uh, the Newfoundland Growlers. So congratulations to both of those guys, and congrats to the marksmen on their hot start. Um, the team is in Birmingham this week, taking on the fifth-place Bulls the in uh, the back-to-back Bur- games. The Birmingham Bulls? Uh, the Birmingham Bull- Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that was also a USFL team, I believe. <laughs> I think. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, right. they, 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 let's face it, half these team names are recycled anyway, unless you get, like, the Wazoo ones, like the, you know, the Rivermen or the, you hey, know. No, listen, I told the favorite, the current favorite of the podcast is, what was it, the the Rail Yard Dogs or whatever it was? The Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. Yep. yep. I mean, I'm still I'm still going with the, the, the new... Uh, minor league team in Bama that's like the Rocket City Trash Pandas like yes! I'm buying one of those jerseys yes! I'm buying one um, I think Jacksonville's got the Jumbo Shrimp oh nice yeah. you know I could appreciate fun names like that <laughs> like you know, I wonder I, what Down East is going to be really, next season I feel like I should really do like a top 10 list of the best like amateur league to- hockey mascots oh god yeah dude we could be here for weeks trying to thin that one out <laughs> hey I'm if, if, if you want to generate the list of the top 10 uh, minor league hockey team names, uh-huh. I'll give you a segment. Sweet. And then we could do it for minor league baseball before the season starts. Oh, dude, yeah, definitely. Yes. I mean, we already know what the number one one is. Rocket City Trash Pandas? Yeah, good luck, man. Yeah. You're not yep. beating that one. Yeah. You're yep. not beating that's that one. That's a pretty solid. Uh, that's a pretty solid one. But also, I found out that we actually have two local sports teams I didn't know existed. Um, the Fayetteville Fierce are a women's full contact football team here, and the Fayetteville Flight are basically a minor league basketball team. Um, I'm going to plan on scouting these guys out and maybe get uh, some coverage on that. What league does the do the flight play in? I think I saw ABA, but I thought I thought that went defunct years ago. Yeah, um, I'll Google I have it. To do more yeah, research. Keep discussing it. I'll I'll Google it and let you know. Um, I have to do some more research because their websites aren't the greatest. I was having some issues getting on their websites, but uh, 
local fan, Jenny Bell, told me about this. And so we'll check him out. Speaking of Jenny Bell, we've got some big news this week. Uh, in not next episode, but the episode after, we are actually going to be joined by Stephanie Decatur and Jenny Bell of the Fayetteville Convention All Visitors right. Bureau. Uh, or Fayetteville Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, Jenny works for the Bureau, and Stephanie is like the head of sports tourism for the Bureau, so she kind of runs all sports tourism here in Fayetteville. You know, so we're kind of excited to hear about what she has to do. And I'm kind of excited to have another female voice uh, with sports, so yeah. Heck yes. I was talking about that with my wife. It's kind of interesting that we've totally broken the stereotype on this show because mm-hmm. everybody thinks sports and guys. Mm-hmm. And this will be the fo- uh, third and fourth woman we've had on the show mm-hmm. of our five guests. Yeah, I mean, I'm just in favor of people who want to just watch games, get drunk, and talk about them. I'm all, I'm all for that. Yeah, um, and that's and, I... and it's totally like dude or chick, like. Like, yeah, that's anybody. Yeah. That's anybody or anything for like, sure. Yeah, it, whether you're what, no matter your sexual predilections or where you find yourself on the gender spectrum, if you like sports and you like to talk about it, let us know. We'd love to have you on. Yes, mm-hmm. and it is the ABA. Oh, it is the ABA. And I should caveat that because of our number one listener, it can be any sport. Doesn't necessarily have to be the ones that we cover. So yeah, I mean. Are, are you trying to get James on to talk no, about I'm not. wrestling? No, I'm not. I'm not. Because well, we could because well, we could have DB with wrestling. Yeah, well, well you could you could let James know. I've been watching the AEW, uh, the brand new wrestling uh, league lately. Yeah. And well, it's here, just watching Chris Jericho act like an asshole again has been amazing. Well, I feel like I'm back in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll listen to it on the flight back, but that's okay. Uh, all right, all right. So we we've got two more teams uh, that we really. I mean, the ABA I thought was dead, but you know what? Hey, man. Um, and that team's apparently been in Fayetteville for ten years. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Like I said, the last basketball team I, I heard about in Fayetteville was the Patriots, and they played in the D League and went away when they started expanding west rather than down to the southeast. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I mean, hey, man, it gives us something to do, um, and I'm all hey. I want to. I would. I'm honestly going to go check out the fears because women who play football, aces in my book. All so. for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're listening and you play for any of the rugby teams around here, oh, dude, I know yeah. Mac loves rugby. Mm-hmm. Let Let's get you guys on the show. So Pines rugby. Oh yeah. Come on so, now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Pine. Oh man. And I used to have a buddy that did too, but I think he went off on a new adventure. But yeah. Definitely, yeah. And does Fort Bragg still have the women's rugby team? I mean, or? they have they have men's and women's teams on Bragg. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if you play rugby, come down. Uh, we can lament or celebrate, if you will, uh, rugby World Cup this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you've got a sporting interest, uh, excluding golf and NASCAR, I don't want to hear about either of those. Um, you know, let us know. Like, I'll even talk about disc golf with you. <laughs> God bless America. Well, let's All look right. at national news. Um, and we'll start where you wouldn't expect that we'd be talking about in November uh, baseball. Yeah. 
Last week, Mike Fears, who we talked about months ago because of his epic goatee beard spiral thing. Yeah, we'll call it that. Where it looked like uh, literally like the number six was laying across its face. Yes. Yeah. It, that it guy. Did, yeah. It did. Uh, he told the Athletic that the Houston Astros, who the who Fears pitched for, used cameras to steal signs and banged down a trash can to alert hitters to upcoming pitches. Uh, allegedly, there was a camera in Minute Maid Park tuned in directly to read the signs given, and if the pitch was a fastball, they would stay silent, and if it was an off-speed pitch, they'd bang the trash can one time to just let them know. And there's some very convincing video evidence of this. Uh, I mean, dude, if you're going to go after the Astros, you're going to have to go and look into every single team. Uh, because if one team's doing it, they're all doing it, every single one of them. Um, and I saw like they're gonna go back three years. You know, we're gonna look at we're gonna look at every game film for the last three years, man. And it's like, dude, again, if you're gonna do that, and while you're in Texas, go ahead and pick up the Rangers game film, okay? Yeah, yeah I uh, was, Then you gotta. You I know, feel like you're gonna have to hit everybody up. Yeah, and I feel like too, like that's gonna be really hard to prove. Like that really is. I mean, have you seen the videos? No, because I have this no. thing called a life. Exactly. Right, so, no. yes. <laughs> oh, look, look it up. You can tell every time if it's a fastball, there's nothing. But if it's a, a but dude, let's face it. Change up. If, you hear if they were doing game. the same thing this year, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. They you still know? lost. I mean, look, the Nationals yeah. won the World Series this year. So, and uh, Houston didn't get through the ALCS last year. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, again, you're if if, if you're going to go after one team, you have to investigate the other twenty nine. Oh, yeah, you but, know. I mean, th- this is probably the equivalent of um, paying players in college. Everybody does it if you get caught. Um, well, I mean, you can't even say that anymore because oh, no, no. how many no, big-name programs are on the block right it's, now? It, There's it's so exactly, many. Well, it's exactly the same as, ga- as a Bounty Gate. Everybody does yeah. it, but the Saints were just the ones that got caught. So Yeah, you did. But everybody yeah. does it, and it's common yeah. knowledge that everybody does it. I mean, let's face it, Houston's had a good track record the last four or five years. Um, and, and there's going to be people that are gunning for a team that's winning. Exactly. I mean, I mean, That's just how it's going to go. Yeah, and I mean, what, because the Yankees have been dealing with it for God knows how long. So, I mean, same thing. Like, yeah. when, there's, when there's a new number one, yeah, it puts a huge target on your back. I think a lot of what the argument is against it is that uh, this is the first time that somebody's been caught using technology to do it. Well, that's not even true. They were doing it back in the 40s and 50s. You know, Mm -hmm. when they started putting cameras into stadiums, they'd have somebody in dead center that would be able to sign back to let people know. You know, like this... So, I mean, (laughs) there's always going to be somebody sitting there watching the game trying to get signs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just because you had some dickhead with a camera phone this time, you know, and, and it was Buddy who's banging on a trash can. I mean, this stuff's been going on for years. That's that's the thing about baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, this game is, you know, it's been around since the 1860s. You know, I mean, you know, cheating is, is ingrained into baseball. Look <laughs> at steroids, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and nobody said shit until Ken Caminiti. Okay, the minute he died 
and he penned that that article for Sports Illustrator, did the, the interview, and was like, yeah, man, I was juicing. And then it kind of planted a seed. And then when Canseco wrote his book and literally hit on like 100% of the dickheads who were in front of Congress that year, yeah, all that ended up serving as suspension or had their name tied to steroids, like that's what made everything really take off. And people, you know, now we have this really self-righteous group of baseball writers who vote on the Hall of Fame who are like, no, no, he used steroids. I'm never voting for him. No, but bitch, you wrote some pretty nice articles about him when he was still playing. Mm-hmm. So you condoned it. As long as the ball was flying off the bat at 100 miles, 100 million miles an hour and going, you know, flying 400 plus feet, as long as that ball is being pitched at 100 plus miles per hour, you know, as long as these guys were making these ridiculously amazing catches in the field, you didn't give a shit. Well, and I was going to say, too, and as long as people were buying tickets and yeah, showing up and to the games, exactly. Asses in seats, right? Exactly. Which is really all cheeks it's about. And, cheeks and seats. Yep. Yep. I mean, let's face it, baseball has done fairly well with their attendance you know in the last few years they're, mm-hmm. they're they've got these young players that they're kind of pushing out in front to kind of let's face it a lot most baseball fans are old white men all right yep, we've talked that, about yeah that. that, that's fact okay if you start getting these young faces these mike trouts and the jose altuves and uh francisco lindor yeah, lindor uh Giancarlo stanton these younger guys okay that that are more representative of the actual players and they're starting to pull in these younger fans i mean when you get down to it that's what counts and you know so i mean when you get down to it so fucking what i mean i I don't understand it like you didn't you didn't punish a team for making steroids team policy but now because you know old fucking dick beard over here wants to you know hey yeah man Ken Rosenthal, I don't know if you knew this, but when I played for the Astros, you know, we were stealing signs. And the thing is, Rosenthal should have, like, put, like, a block in that column because he is an amazing journalist that says, listen, every team does this, but, like, this is the first, like, concrete, you know, admission of it. Yeah. Well, in other news, uh, LeBron James set another benchmark this week. By posting 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists in a 112-107 win over the Thunder, James became the first player in NBA history to post a triple-double against every franchise in the NBA. See, and that's kind of crazy when you think about it, because he's got to do this against 28 other teams. Right. All right. When you look at Dr. J, Kareem, um, Bill Russell, when there was like 10 teams in the league you know or 12 they never did yeah they didn't do it so i mean this is this is actually really cool um i have nothing but respect for the guy you know that like i was i was i was more prepared for him leaving um this time than than the first time um i am quite surprised honestly about how well the lakers are playing yeah, they seem to be firing on pretty much yeah. all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, and they're leaning heavily on their starting five, yeah. but their bench has actually played pretty well considering that it's, I mean, name me a couple guys off that bench, you know, <laughs> like, but they're 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 doing they're playing very well. They're they're sticking to their strengths, and it, I mean, it looks like LeBron James is twenty years old again, like honestly, which is going to be hell for the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's really carrying a lot of that load yeah. and picking that up off of him so yep. that he can look like that. Yep. But yeah, congrats, LeBron. I know you're not listening, but congratulations, man. Don't come back to Cleveland. 
<laughs> don't don't break my heart again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean that's that's a very big accomplishment. So shout out to LeBron. Yeah, and but still, good for him. Come back. <laughs> well, let's turn to college football, where the Sooners mounted an improbable comeback against the Baylor to end the Bears' hopes of making the playoffs. But it wasn't that improbable. I mean, Oklahoma trailed by that dreaded 28-3. to three. I mm-hmm. understand that, but when you get down to it, Baylor's played nobody and has had, like, five of their wins be within the la- in the last minute of the game, you know? Yeah. Like, you've got Jalen Hurts, and yeah, he, made, he, he did make a few mistakes on, on Saturday, but when you get down to it, he's still a, he's a game-changing quarterback, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma's got Lincoln Riley sitting there, pull, you know, tugging the strings of that offense, so, like, if you really thought that 28-3 wasn't possible to come back from from Oklahoma. No. I mean, I'm going to give Matt Rule a lot of credit. He's done a great job at Baylor and in completely rebuilding that program. Because when you get down to it, you know, they should have gotten a death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, that program should have been shut down. They What they did, you know, a systemic uh, covering up of sexual assaults and sexual yeah. abuse, um, like, that. that's ten times worse than what SMU did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, SMU was just paying players. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... Sorry, dude. They, like Baylor should have been just literally shut down. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, bring that program back and to be competitive in the Big Twelve. Uh, you know, I give him a lot of credit. But like, this is Lincoln Riley. This is the Sooners, and I mean, I I don't think this is the year for the Big Twelve to put a team in the playoff. But I mean, Oklahoma's a good team. I I mean, and I didn't see them like really. I didn't see them struggling the way they did mm-hmm. against Baylor. Yeah. But I, I like I never thought that they were gonna lose. Yeah. Well, let's head up north where Minnesota joined 126 other teams in the league who are not undefeated. Yep. Uh, the 23-19 loss to the Hawkeyes means there are just three undefeated Power 5 teams left in college, the LSU Tigers, the Ohio State Buckeyes, what? and the Clemson Tigers. Yep. But what does this loss mean for Minnesota? I mean, it, Iowa did Iowa things. Like, this is a game... Yeah, exactly. Which I was going to say the exact yeah. same thing. Well, dude, you've also you also say trap game fifteen million times, you know. Mm-hmm. So you hit on one. I think there's okay, a well potential done. trap game this week oh, too. Oh God, stop saying trap game. Listen, uh, that's all he needs. He just needs one. Yeah, he's that's got all the he one. Needs. Um, he's but, got the one. And I that's mean, it. I, I, to me, um, Minnesota just looked out of sorts. Like the entire yeah. game, um, I thought so too. I, yeah. I really thought so too. They just they they didn't play like how they played the the you know the rest of the season. They really yeah. didn't. And I know they they haven't played like any like really stout teams. But I'm sorry, I was not a stout team. No, no, it is not. You know? it's, I agree. It's very difficult to win in that stadium. It is. Yeah. It can be. It no. It yeah. can be Mac, and you know that it Kirk, can be. We know that firsthand. Listen, Kirk Ferentz. All right, is he's a good coach. He doesn't put out winners all the time. He hits pay dirt like once every five years where he wins ten games, but still manages to lose to like Central Michigan and you know like these teams he shouldn't he shouldn't be losing to. So I don't know. Like I was just I I don't know. I, I guess it's just being an Ohio State fan and listening to Iowa fans like talk about their rich history. It's like, dude, you haven't won shit ever. Right, you know, mm-hmm. like what if if your rich history is being completely mediocre, bro? You got it, okay. And just getting that like one upset a year, yeah. It's either Iowa or Iowa State pulls that off every year. Yeah, 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think Matt Campbell at Iowa State's actually building something there, and, yeah. and Iowa State's going to be the better program of the two. Uh, Matt Campbell, I think, is just a much better coach than Kirk Ferentz, but let's face it, it's Iowa, um, and they don't like changing coaches. Hayden Fry was there for how long? A, like 504 years or some nonsense <laughs> like that? Like, was I think he might have been the first football coach at Iowa, <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, I, I, I mean, Minnesota looked out of sorts, and, and Iowa came to play, and... You know, it just you could tell PJ Fleck was getting very like frustrated because they weren't able to do what they were doing week in, week mm-hmm. out. Um, yep. And and I, I and I you know that is frustrating, and it doesn't matter if you could be coaching football or, or you know at work. You know when you're not able to do what you do day in day out, you know you could do it well. It can get frustrating, and you could see it on his face. You saw it like in Minnesota's body language; they were all frustrated. Uh, so, you know, I just talk shit about Kirk Ferentz, but he had a good game plan. Well, let me pose this question mm-hmm. about Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, they're still Minnesota. in the driver's seat for the uh, Big Ten West. Yeah. And likely to face Ohio State. What would a win over Ohio State do? I mean, that's not going to happen. They're going to get boat raced, and you know it. I mean. Okay. And I but... even hate to admit that and agree to it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean. Minnesota, their their strength of schedule is pretty weak, you know. Um, and when you get down to it, you're not going to have the the uh, inefficiencies on offense and defense when you play Ohio State that you had, you know, playing Penn State. Penn State, um, and Franklin that always seems to be like the big thing against him. Like he he his teams come out firing, and then they have one game where they just like they win really close or they lose really close. Um, I mean, I still have a lot of respect for James Franklin. Love that dude, but um, you're not going to get that against Ohio State. Like these dudes, no. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if they say they did win, and they, and they end up the Big Ten champ, I, at that point, I don't think you can keep them out um, because you're literally you've, if if they pull that off, you're beating the number one or the number two team in the country at that point. Yeah. Um, Plus, you've got the win over Penn State yeah. under your belt, which they were number four at the time. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it, after this week, Penn State will be lucky to be in the top ten. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, I mean, you're not going to put a big 12 team in over the Big Ten champ. It's not going to happen. You're not putting a Pac-10 team in over a Big Ten champ. Um, no. You know, I still think that either one of those should get in though over the SEC yeah, non-champ. I, I do too. Like I, I don't because when you get down to it, LSU, I, I just don't see them losing the rest of the season. No, um, no. Burrow could catch mono and still go out there and do pretty well. And Joe Burrow, <laughs> I want you to stay away from girls right now. Okay, just keep playing football. Um, yeah. Don't but, learn yep. from Darnold. Yes. Yep. T- don't take a page yep. on the, the same Darnold playbook. Um, <laughs> but. You know, when you get down to it, though, if they put it on Georgia, because it looks like Georgia's going to come out of the East, right? Yeah, I, right? I think they've actually clinched. Yeah, okay, but they put it on Georgia. That's Georgia's second loss. There's no fucking way you put them in there, right? Then the question becomes Alabama, who didn't even compete, no, but are sitting at number five. Yeah, but the thing is, is of when, you look, when you look at Bama, there's – and, you know, we've talked about how the committee – you know, they, they don't watch – probably a quarter you know they watch about a quarter of the games um but is is mac jones going to be the guy to sell tickets to these games yeah because we haven't even talked about the fact that two is done yeah um 
Mm-hmm. You know, so and I just don't see you putting a Bama team with Mac Jones and a quarterback. So, um, because I guarantee you, Sarkeesian is gonna have to dumb down that offense. It's probably gonna get really run heavy, uh, control the line of scrimmage, live behind like those five star offensive linemen, yeah, and and those five star running backs that Bama seems to just produce every you know sign and produce every single year, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and just let him manage the game because uh, he is nowhere near the dynamic athlete or threat that Tua is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I just, I don't see if, if Minnesota beats, uh, you know, Ohio State, I don't see how you keep them out of the playoff. I know people will piss Mona complain. And honestly, even if they beat Ohio State, I don't see them going up and doing well against the likes of LSU. No. And, and uh, you know, it, whoever else come, ends up in it. Okay, but, like, but that that was more my question yeah. was not can they hang with those teams but do you put them in yeah with those i think teams? you'd have to because like you're beating a top two team and and you know you're gonna have a two loss georgia and i really don't see the committee going like going with alabama and and i know you hate this term but their one loss would be on the road close it doesn't matter that's that's still not a good loss oh my gosh speaking of that uh-oh. Did y'all see the sign on game day that I am legitimately voting as the best sign? Which no, one? I at haven't. least the sign of the week. It was it was it said um playoff committee votes or um declares Germany as World War II victors because they had a quality loss. <laughs> <laughs> His, that is a good one. The history nerd in me really likes that one. Right? I was like, that is like sign of the year. Yes. Because that was so amazing. Oh, man. You know, I wish I was witty enough to make up a good sign like that for game day. <laughs> like, I would spend like a week trying to figure it out. And then... And you would come up with it on Sunday. Yeah. You know, after of the course, game. Of course. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, God. Well, one game that we all got really wrong was Navy versus Notre Dame. We all picked Navy oh to win that God. game, and Notre Dame just Jesus destroyed Christ. the midshipmen 52-20. Yeah. What happened? Well, uh, I'll tell you right now, I only watched the first half. Notre Dame's defense did an outstanding job of maintaining outside containment. So mm-hmm. even when the Navy quarterback would pitch to the wingback, uh, the defensive end was there, or that outside linebacker was there, you know. Uh, they weren't able to to grind out those tough yards that they needed, um, and when you start getting down, and you run a triple option, and you have to start throwing the ball where you, you know, it's not your forte. Uh, you know, you're 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 going to get blown out the way Navy did. Um, you know, I, I'm, and the thing is, Notre Dame fans are so quick. Look, man, we beat Navy. Like, dude. Yeah, it's Navy. It's, you should. This Wait, is a service yeah. academy, you know. Like you beat Navy, yay! Yeah, you know, but you also fucking, you know, look at the other teams you've lost to. You know, these are, you know, you're supposed to be a power man. You know, you like to tell me that all the time. You do, Notre Dame fans. You do, right? Um, but you haven't mm-hmm. won anything since what 1988. Like, come on. And every man. time they get the chance, they just get shellacked. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Teo's girlfriend. Was it 
it was a huge deal that year, all right? <laughs> and when she didn't show up for the game, everybody Listen, was really negatively affected. I can't affected. say... Listen, no, because she and I were sitting and having a glass of wine while we were watching that TV, while we were watching that show, but I've got to be very careful about what I say about him, so... Listen, Manti, Manti played a good few years for the Chargers before he went and played for New Orleans, so... I know, I know, but I still gotta, I gotta watch my tongue. Yeah. So. Well, the last game we picked last week was Auburn, Georgia, and Georgia took care of business, winning twenty-one fourteen on the road. Heather was the mm-hmm. only one to pick that one correctly. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Um, anything else stand out to you guys from last week? Uh, I just, I'll tell you right now, from he's not gonna win you the game. He he doesn't think so either. He doesn't look good. Um, Mm-mm. you know, and that's why. Honestly, and I've said this before, that's why I was really hesitant to, to put a lot of faith in Justin Fields. If Fields couldn't beat that guy, yeah, then how the fuck is he going to play quarterback at Ohio State? Now I look like a complete asshole, and I'm glad to look like a complete asshole. But Right, at least if you look like an asshole, it's being wrong about your own team. Yeah. You get to be happy about yeah. it. Um, well, and you know, and honestly too, like to be honest, like, I am much more comfortable facing Georgia in the SEC game over Florida compared to how like how Florida played us. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Georgia just I mean the passing game just it, it looks like it's okay. It's it's going to keep people honest. Um, but when you get down to it, come the you know Heather, I'm hoping your guys finish out the rest of the season strong and and you have a good SEC title game where you guys win. But, I mean, mm-hmm. at that point, LSU could literally just put seven guys in the box and wait, you know, mm-hmm. because that that's the strength of the Georgia offense. Um, and if you can shut down the run, Fromm's not going to beat you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and uh, uh, something else that stuck out, Frank Solich, uh, quarterback at Ohio – or uh, head coach at Ohio University, is now the all-time winningest coach in MAC history. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aww. he's getting all the action. If huh? you're in, if you're into action, keep in mind this is the guy that got chased out of Nebraska for winning ten games the year before. Um, <laughs> and yet Scott Frost, yeah. still has a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, landed nicely at Ohio U, and his coach, you know, he, you could tell he's enjoying his job, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I was working on Thursday night, so that was one of the big things. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know what, that's pretty cool. I mean, look at who started out in the Mid American Conference. Paul Brown started out in the Mid-American Conference. Bo Schembechler, uh, Woody Hayes, they all started out, you know, mm-hmm. at Miami of Ohio, strangely enough. Um, and, you know, they – the Mac puts out a lot of great coaches, and you got Frank Solich here, uh, you know, setting records. But, um, I mean, other than that, I'm, last weekend really didn't – like, a lot of games did not catch my attention, you know? Yeah, it's like we have a, a two-week – Lull, yeah. Uh, heading into rivalry week and then the co- uh, the conference championships. Yeah. Um, the only big game this week is Penn State Ohio State. Everything else is kind of not good, and we'll get there in a minute. But yeah, but and I should also I feel like this is a good time to to remind the listeners that we are literally like the internet night school of um, picking teams oh, to yeah. win. Oh yeah. So. Please do not yeah, put really. a whole lot of faith in our judgment. Yeah, if you're things. if you're betting lines, guys, do not, <laughs> do not, do not listen to us. I mean, Tim Tim seems to have the science down, um, but you know, when you get down to it, we are we we still are what like fifty five percent. Like Tim, you're like you, um, yeah, like a fifty five percent. 
I, I, I don't have the percentages. Yeah. But, like, uh, you know, it's it's not good. Do not bet along with us. Okay? Do not, yes. Do not. Do not. Well, since we're talking about it, before we get to the college football uh, playoff rankings, let's look at our pick standings. I went 6-2 oh, and two last week, including 4-0 and oh in the NFL. Uh, I'm at the top of the standings with uh, 37-22, and 22, uh, which is... Oh, that's more like 60, 65? 62.7%. Okay. Well, still. Um, okay. Mac went 4-4 four and four last week. Oh. He's in the middle, three games back at 34-25. and 25. And Heather went 5-3 and three last week, gaining a game on Mac, but uh, losing a game to me. And she sits Am in I... last at 31 and 28. I was going to say, dead last champ. Yes. What's that? Dead last She's champ. a dead last champ. Yeah. <laughs> Three yes. games separate me from Mac, and three games separate Mac from Heather. So, yeah, it's okay. it's essentially a, it's a it's a very tight race to mediocrity. It clearly, <laughs> clearly, yes. So what I really need Tim for you is just to have a complete like shit the bed week. Oh, that's what I'm hoping. There's on. still there's still a lot of time between now. There and is, there the end is, of the there absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, um, I do want to mentioned that we are planning on doing a bowl pick'em episode. Oh, that'll um, be fun. Oh, God help us. That, that, that'll that be fun. We'll run through all, what is it, 40 or 41? Uh, 41 te- I think there's 41 games this year. Yeah, and I saw something like there's already 65 bowl eligible teams this yeah. year. I um, feel like I feel like we should go ahead and apologize to our listeners in advance, so <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, we could apologize, but let's face it, the, the shit show that it's going to be, everybody's going to want to see that. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, know. for sure. We're, yeah, we're planning definitely. on recording that while watching the Army-Navy game and just, let's just have fun with it. Listen. Yeah. Maybe, right? maybe we bring yeah, James we're... in for a guest picker for that one. Maybe. You know what? You know what? We're going to be that burning car on the interstate. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, James James can only come in to be a guest picker if he dresses up like Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, do I, not tempt him with a good time. I want okay? the unitard. I want the I want the high boots, and I want the drill sergeant hat. Listen, and we, the, we already aviators. have the aviators. We already and, and I want I want the dick broom too, Heather. Okay, I want that mustache. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. We already have our SmackDown tickets. <laughs> for Fayetteville, so do not, do not. Oh man, because he will. So and he and missed I will Halloween, so it's his it. chance to cosplay. Yeah, you know just... exactly, exactly. I mean, he's our number one fan. So. Yeah, I mean, he he's also he like our last place fan. But yeah, uh... <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Listen, no, he's kind of my favorite. So yeah, we we love you, James. We do, man. Oh. This week's college football playoff rankings don't show much in terms of change. The top seven teams remain unaffected with LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Utah. Penn State and Oklahoma mm-hmm. moved up a spot each, and Minnesota lost, dropped them to number 10. Right now, the top 25 features six Big Ten teams, five SEC squads, four from the Big 12, three from the Pac-12, and one ACC team. <laughs> Uh, anything stand out from the uh, college football playoff rankings? Um, oh, one ACC team, huh? What, what wasn't this the uh, the year that they're supposed to bounce back, and it's not just going to be Clemson? Oh yeah, of course. You know, Florida yeah. State, Miami, uh, they're all going to be like mm-hmm. thumping the door to get in. Who fills the mm-hmm. ACC bowl obligations? Like the big, the New Year's Six? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be 
because I, I can't remember how the ACC has their uh, divisions broken down exactly, but I mean Wake is still they're in the opposite division as Clemson, aren't they? I don't. I think they're in the same one because okay, um, Virginia is leading the Coastal Conference. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? It's going to be whoever no, loses the ACC he's title not. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the ACC only has Clemson sitting at number three, and that's it. Oh, that's garbage. I think the AAC has more teams than the ACC. Louisville, hold on. What do we got? It looks like. Did I overlook Louisville? Louisville's four and three in the conference right oh, okay. now. They're in with Clemson. Um, yeah, it's Virginia in the coastal with. Well, the uh, yeah. the matchup we'll talk about in a minute has some uh, conference championship Dude, implications. Pit- Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech are tied for second in the coastal. Yep. God, the ACC is just like a dumpster fire of, ugh. Like Wake Forest is set. Wake Forest is seven and three, but they're fourth in the Atlantic. Yeah, I mean Florida State's, Florida State and Louisville both have a worse record, but have a better conference record. Well, let's talk about the game that's going on tonight. Since we're in the ACC, we'll get to the other one here in a second. Uh, Virginia Tech and Pitt are facing off right now. If somebody wants to pull up the uh, score on that one. Okay. Both teams are seven you. and two on the season and four and two in the conference, and both are one win behind Virginia for the right to get pummeled by Clemson in the conference championship. But Pitt has already lost to the Cavaliers while the Hokies play them next week. So there could be some shakeup uh, depending on this game. Virginia Tech's a four point favorite. Mac, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of um, a lot of uh, ACC football because it's hot garbage um but Pitt barely beat UNC last week you know it mm-hmm. came down to a like a last second field goal uh so first off I want to say props to Mac Brown for playing tough games all around with just a garbage roster um but uh you know if you're if you're squeaking by UNC um which Clemson did as well so again Mac I you know hats off to you bro but like I don't know, man. Like Virginia Tech has been up and down. Remember, this was this was supposed to be the the year Fuente gets shit canned because he's not meeting expectations, you know. So I mean, like you said, this is this is literally to to see who's going to be the sacrificial lamb to Clemson, right? In the title mm-hmm. game, you know. ACC football sucks. I'm not taking it back. I mean it. <laughs> I was about to say, you sound a little hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't play till tomorrow. I thought for some reason they were playing tonight. It's all right, you know, but still, I mean, looking at both of them, if you're asking me to pick a team, God, I don't watch. You know what, Pittsburgh, fuck it. <laughs> Just for the heck of it. I mean, this is, this is like when your buddy's like, yo, I'm, I'm going to, like, give you 100 bucks, but you have to do something, like, really horrible to yourself to mm-hmm. get the hundred bucks you know like have your taint waxed or something like picking this game is like having my taint waxed so i will just take my hundred dollars jesus and... christ no see no see now see i picked pit i picked pit for the uh pit for the upset on this one i mean i did they're both average teams you know but i mean i would well, say yes i get that i would say yes. pittsburgh um only because i've watched more of them than vt this year and i hate their their mascot 
fucking hokey. Yeah. But well, but like this, like but like this rivalry though goes back to their Big East days. Like it goes back like a long time. Um, but Virginia Tech leads it. Uh, I think it's ten to eight. I want to say. I mean, Pitt ranks first nationally uh, in terms of like sacks, and so and the Hokies are eleventh. So like I said, I went Pitt on this, on this game. Well, we we said Pitt, Tim. Who we got? You're gonna go with Virginia Tech, aren't you? Of course Tech. you are. Yeah. This is either gonna increase my lead or it's gonna let you so, go on. So you're 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 you are on their whole like Beamer Ball mentality. Like really seriously? Well, I mean, Fuente Fuente's opened up the offense, and let's face it, um, this is Bud Foster's last year in Blacksburg, and he's like been at VT for 21 years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, we're the game's gonna lose one of the great defensive coordinators of all time uh, when Foster retires but I mean mm-hmm. Fuente's a good coach he was one at Memphis before he took the VT job yeah uh, and he set Mike Norvell up really nicely you know when he replaced him um, and you know Fuente he's 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 got a kind of rough place to to um, recruit to because Blacksburg I mean it's it, you know it's in the middle of like kind of nowhere um, you know, and it's not like it's not like near Richmond. It's not you know Charlottesville. It's it's Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, also, where they do the hokey pokey at the game. <laughs> so. But you know he I, he's a good recruiter. He'll get the players there. You know, and, but I mean I just. No, I'll go with Pittsburgh, and you can take VT, and then you can laugh at Heather and I next week. Exactly. Well, yeah, but. Well, but here's the thing, though. I mean, Pitt does lead the ACC in running defense, yeah. and they only and they trail Clemson in total defense. So, like, it's not like Pitt's a bad team. I don't. I don't. Know. And they play Penn I, like State I said. Close. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like I said, I I went with Pitt for the upset on this one. Uh, well, let's jump to a conference that I don't think we've even mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, the Sun Belt. Uh, I have spoken of the Sun Belt, sir. You have. Thank you. you. Yes, when I when I went on my app state. All right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The four and six Coastal Carolina Chanticleers travel to the University of Louisiana Monroe to take on the four and six Warhawks. Heather, you went to ULM, so break the one did. down for us. I did. I did. So um, now listen, like neither of them are that great. I mean, ULM is four and six. And I believe Coastal Carolina is four and six. As yeah, well. they're both four and six. You are correct, Miss. Yes. <laughs> exactly right. Um, so, like, I don't know. This is just one of those games where I'm just like, eh, I have to pull. I have to pull for my team because that's where I went. And of course, to our listeners who cannot see, I am actually wearing the old school NLU T-shirt because ULM used to be. NLU way back in the day so like that's where my mom graduated or whatever but when I went in but they changed names back in 1999 or whatever but when I went there they were still the Indians so I say that I'm an Indian and not a Warhawk so just let me clear that up right now Okay. however I will say that ULM's quarterback Caleb Evans he is it's not great so I'm just I I don't know why I'm pumping them up as much as I am but I am 
Does he speak better uh, English than Coach Ed Orgeron, or do they both sound yes, a little bit the yes, same? Yes, because it's North Louisiana. Okay. It's North Louisiana, right. so it's totally different. Um, but he, he is 197 out of 319. Ooh. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he does have uh, 20, uh, 2,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Well, that's not too but bad. But so far, it's not awful. No. Um, but their losses have been to Florida State, Iowa State, Memphis. 72 to 20. Listen, 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 though. We need that whipping boy money yeah. to keep our program alive. Yeah. Okay? That whipping but boy money. Also, I, I will say exactly. the Florida State game, though, was close. That was 45-44. Okay, but yeah, yeah but listen, in, though, this is in, it's uh, Florida State. Yep. Yes. Um, but they've, like I said, they've lost to Iowa State, Memphis, Appalachian State, but Appalachian State was actually ranked when they lost to them. They were like 24, I want to say like that. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas State and Georgia Southern, but they are third in the conference. Coastal Carolina their quarterback is only a, is he, well his is a little better but i i think he's hasn't played as much um because he's 102 for 160 so i guess maybe they might be relying a little more on their run game than they are their passing game coastal carolina also beat kansas in kansas this year yes i know that <laughs> yes they did beat ku in at Lawrence, yes, I am aware. Yeah, I mean that that's all well and good, but when you get down to it, Coastal's only won one conference game. Where exactly the Warhawks yeah, have won three. But like, so. yeah, and it, but yeah, Carolina and his... is a hundred and ninety seventh in passing yards. <laughs> but they're fifth in the conference. Teams. Yeah, I mean, how's that? Yeah. They are fifth in the conference. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, fifth in the conference. Co- Coastal's they're, they're counting Mac Wilson. And two oh yeah, yeah. They're counting. Um, yeah. Uh, who's so, in yeah. backup separately? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're no, counting all those backups who come in for the second half of game as a separate entity. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> um, Coastal's got a much cooler field and game day setting than ULM. They have a teal field. It's pretty cool. I saw it when I did a campus okay. visit. Um, oh, good grief. Who cares? But listen, but they don't have a bayou that literally runs in the middle of the campus. Yeah, and it makes everything smell like shit. Okay. Oh, how dare you? First of all, how dare you? Not only that, ULM is the number one school in the country with the most national titles in water skiing. Sir. <laughs> how dare oh, wow. you? Okay. Did, did you know Ohio State's won 30 national titles for synchronized swimming? <laughs> I did not. But we have we have 28 national titles <laughs> for water, in skiing. water skiing, sir. <laughs> so how dare you? Anyway, I pick ULM, go Hawks, talons out, defend the nest. Mac? She went like all in on that one. I'm proud. I mean, I, I feel like I she's did. a little passionate. She went there. I'm proud of you, Heather. I really am. Thank you. Um, also, also, I, I, sorry, I have, I have to tell you this super funny story. So across the street, so the name of the bayou that runs through is Bayou Desert. Okay, and there is a bar that is literally across the street that's off campus, but it's across the bayou. Would you like to know what it's called? Yes. We call it Cooter Bay. The name of the bar is Cooter Bay. Because 
Do you know what a cooter is? A woman who goes to ULM? No, it's a turtle. <laughs> it is the little box, like, turtles or whatever, because we have so many of them. And you, so. call, and you call them there cooters? Yeah, what we the, call them cooters. What the fuck is so, wrong with Louisiana? <laughs> so that there's a bar literally across the bayou, across the street, called Cooter Bay. In grade school. But continue. In grade school, they called cooters, uh, you know, that was that was synonymous with vagina. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I've the, heard uh, that too. I also did go to high school. This means we might need to rethink your place on the <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No. And I did go to high school with a dude whose nickname, I swear to God, was Cooter. Was Cooter, yeah. was Cooter Rat. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Mac. Who do you like in this Go game? ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm quitting right now. Cooter, <laughs> Cooter Rat officially did me in for the evening. Officially, I'm uh, <laughs> suddenly I'm out of uh, podcast. Yeah. This is the last episode. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, I just fifteen. It's a good number to quit. Yeah, on. ULM's got a better conference record. Uh, I just think that that has to count for something. So we'll, we'll go ahead and Talons out, Warhawks, all that shit. Heather said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you guys. Um, I thought about going Coastal Carolina. They did get that win over Kansas. Kansas may suck, but at least they're you know a, a Power Five team. Um, I'm not gonna say they're a good Power Five team, but. Yeah, ULM's going to win this. Um, I, I think... How do you get ranked 197 hey, out man. of 130? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Weirder shit has happened. Um, oh, I love my school, though. I love it. I'm going to use the I was so Matt excited. Hates. I was so excited when you guys got were like, yeah, let's talk about that one. I was like, yes, this is we my did school. It for you. Yes. Uh, and Thank now, you. now Tim's going to go ahead you. and throw around his favorite term. Um, it's a trap game time. Potential trap, trap. Game. <laughs> uh, in the Big Ten this week. Indiana hosts the Wolverines, who are caught between a big win over little brother Michigan State last week and hosting their daddy, the Ohio State Buckeyes, next week. Oh, Heather, God. can Michigan yes. avoid overlooking wait, a wait, solid before, Hoosier squad? Before we even get into this wasn't even really that big a game. Michigan State's like sucked donkey balls the last few years. When Harbaugh can't win rivalry games, that's a big game for them. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, I would pick like Toledo over Michigan State right now. They just don't know how to play offense. But go ahead, Heather. But Heather, the question was posed to can you. Can Michigan avoid overlooking a solid Hoosier squad with Ohio State looming large? Okay, well, listen, here's the thing. The Hoosiers haven't won since 1987. Uh, but I will say that uh, they have gotten increasingly competitive over the last several years. Uh, four of the last eight games have been decided by seven or fewer points. And the Wolverines needed overtime to win in their last trip to Bloomington and double overtime in their previous trip. Um, and, you know, Michigan does kind of pose a whole bunch of problems for them. Their defense has allowed just 228 yards and 11.4 points in the last seven games, six, six of them being wins. Uh, the offense has topped over the 400-yard uh, mark four times in its last five games. Uh, and after defeating 
little brother, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan uh, hopes to continue building momentum for next week's big showdown against you guys. Uh, so I... Yeah, you guys. I'm not even gonna bother saying it. But uh, so yeah, I went... Yeah, I'm just not... <laughs> Um, so because of that, I went with Michigan. I think Michigan's going to pull it out. Mac? Yeah, I mean, Indiana's only a game back of Michigan, but, and they have surprised, um, you know, they played good football this year, uh, but when you get down to it, when you've got a doormat that is Michigan State that just laid down and, and took everything that Michigan threw at them last week, I mean, they made Shea Patterson look like he was the second coming, um, which is something that he hasn't been able to do since he got into Ann Arbor. So, I mean, having that kind of, uh, I guess, you know, confidence going into the game, and I hate, this is going to hurt me to say, but I really think Michigan's going to pull it out. Yeah, uh, Michigan's a nine-point favorite on the road. I'm not sure that it's a nine-point game. I, I feel like Michigan may struggle to get the separation, but Michigan's probably going to win this game. Um, Harbaugh finally looks like he can coach for a few yeah. quarters in a row. Uh, they've actually looked pretty solid since the second half of that Penn State game. Um, beating up on Notre Dame, Michigan State, a couple other teams in there. Um, I, I think Michigan wins, but I think it's a close game. Yeah. Um, well, that just that one hurt to say, though. That was like... It does, and I'm telling you, I'm not picking them next week. <laughs> it's like drinking Mad Dog. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the game of the week for college football. Yeah, uh, buddy. Both College Game Day and Fox's Big Noon Kickoff pregame show are heading to Columbus. Are you kidding? They're both going to be there? They're both going to be there. <laughs> uh, where number two Ohio State Buckeyes host the number eight Penn State Nittany Lions. The game lost a bit of its luster when Penn State dropped that game to Minnesota two weeks ago. However, the Nittany Lions have a chance to still be the Big e Big Ten East champion, but they need to win this game. Otherwise, it's over for them. Um, however, Chase Young is coming off a two-game suspension and will likely be looking hungry against a conference mm -hmm. rival. Ohio State is an 18.5-point favorite in a game that the last three contests have been won by a combined five points. Uh, Mac. What does Penn State need to do to hang tough, and can they pull this game out? Well, I mean, when you get down to it, you've got to be able to, one, stop the run, uh, which no one's really figured out. I mean, Master Teague has, I think, 700 yards rushing as a backup, playing primarily in the second half. Um, and then Dobbins is, you know, is one of those, like, Heisman finalist type, you know. Um, and then you got, I mean, Justin Fields is... <laughs> You know, playing great ball for a freshman. How is he not getting more Heisman talk? Because he doesn't play enough in the second half. Uh, you know, and he's not just—he's not racking up these. I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't really had that like 400-yard passing game with with you know. For the record, the two running backs have combined for over 2,000 yeah. yards. Yeah. Uh, 1289 for Dobbins and 744 okay. for Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean that—that's they, they we do the Buckeyes do such a good job of controlling the clock and still being able to hit these those big chunk plays and this is probably the best group of wideouts we've had there in a long time um 
you know those guys are able to to run slants run deep outs and they just they catch you know fields can throw such an accurate ball that you know these guys are are, are just able to make plays all over the field um penn state i don't know if they've got what it takes to either cover the outside to, you know on the receivers which is going to leave the middle of the field open uh to either dobbins running or you know slants across the middle um or they put eight in the box to try and stop the run and then you you're gonna let Justin Fields throw all over you. So I mean, it's it's a double. It's pick your poison, um, and I don't think like. And I was I'm still I still think Penn State's an outstanding team, but when you look at how well the Buckeyes have adjusted to a coaching change, uh, there's a lot quarterback of quarterback change. Yeah, a lot of the same tenets of the system are are in place, but this isn't Urban Meyer's bullshit spread. This is an actual uh, spread offense. Um, you know, so I mean, I just. I, I can see, you know, the Buckeyes just laying it on Penn State, honestly. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like a 72-10 to 10 game like in Mich- you know, against Maryland. Do you think they cover the 18-and-a-half? I can see that, yeah. I mean, can you imagine, I mean, what, is, what do the Buckeyes do? They Typically the first quarter, it's, it's a feel-and-out type period, and then they just start banging away with Dobbins. They let Fields go over the top. They rack up three or four touchdowns real quick. In that second quarter. Yeah. They, they dominate that second quarter. The second and third quarter, the Buckeyes. I mean, the thing is, and typically by midway through the third quarter, they got their starters pulled. But, I mean, Teague's just running around, you know, as the backup. And I'm not really – I'd say he's just more 1B than the backup, um, you know, breaking off huge plays. You know, average. I think he's averaging like almost five yards a carry. So, mm. um, you know, I mean, it's they've got tremendous depth. Uh, and they're and they're playing good football. So, I mean, good luck, Penn State. You're gonna have your work cut out for you. Go Buckeyes. Heather, you and Mac both picked Penn State to win the conference. Yes, we did. Um, we did. What we did. What's your take on the game? What the viewers cannot see is me taking a dull letter opener and just like dragging it across my neck uh-huh. because I just. I do not think that Penn's I, I do think that Penn State is going to be a little more of a challenge than what you guys have faced this season. But I do not think it's gonna be enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think the way that you guys have been playing, and y'all know that that sounds that that just <gasps> You like the number one team in the country. Shut up. <laughs> like, I don't want to say it, but I, like I said, again, I do think that Penn State is going to be the biggest challenge that you guys have faced this season so far, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah. I just don't. Um, and especially, too, like, Ohio, you guys have, like, Ohio State had no trouble getting past Maryland at all. What? Seventy three to fourteen? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we gave up twenty one points to Rutgers. Well yeah, but we literally yeah, most exactly, of the starters were yeah. pulled at the beginning of the third quarter. Yeah. Exactly. I am pretty so, sure they were having the guy who had the same number as like one of the main players. Um like they had him in. So you know, he typically doesn't travel with the team. You know, but he was playing. He played good minutes last week. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, I, like I said, I, I I do think, I do think that, that Penn is going to be a challenge for you guys, but not enough to, 
to really do anything. So unfortunately, I have to pick you guys. And literally, my note has like an asterisk, insert massive eye roll asterisk. <laughs> so, so there you go. Now that she's got her pick in. Mm-hmm. Is anybody else looking forward to the matchup between Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields and Ohio State transfer Joe Burrow? I swear to God. (laughs) Molotov cocktail, both of your vehicles. She thought she was going to get out of this episode without hearing that. I swear to God. So first off, the over-under according to Yahoo Sports is 58, and I feel like that's a low number for this game. Oh, maybe. Um, Because of the way Ohio State scores... Penn State is not shy about scoring. Yeah, but I don't think Penn State's played a defense like Ohio State's. I mean, Ohio State, this is the first time in forever where they're strong from the front four uh, to the back four. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, this This isn't a defense Penn State's played yet. Yeah. Um, what's the over-under on number of sacks that Chase Young gets? I, I can see him having quite a few, actually. Um, he's going to come out hungry. And even if he doesn't get them, he's going to draw double teams, mm-hmm. which is going to free up uh, you know, the, the outside linebackers and defensive ends on the other side. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that the Buckeyes rack up four or five sacks in this game. Um, yeah. And Clifford, God bless the dude, man. Like, he caught death threats last week, you know, or two weeks ago for uh, the Minnesota game. And it's like, dude, this is college football, man. Um you know, don't don't wish death on the kid. He's yeah. like nineteen, twenty years old, but he may wish he was dead going into this game. <laughs> he uh, may feel it. Yeah, and and ha- having to deal with Chase Young. Um, yeah, Ohio State's winning this game. I I'm not sure whether it's going to be a blowout or a close game. I mean, as long as it's not close, like it has been the last three years, I, I can't handle that. Like I'm, I'll die. Yeah. I no. Think... See. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't. To be perfectly honest, I don't think it's going to be blowout. I think you're going to have another fourth year heart attack type game oh God, on I this. I hope not. No. I'm too old for I that hope shit. so. I hope See, so. See, the thing is, Heather I... hopes we die so she can bring James in and they co-host everything. Yeah. You know? And then she never <laughs> has to hear Ohio State yeah, transfer she, Joe she, Burrow yeah. again. Oh my God. <laughs> please. If there is a Jesus or whatever higher power up there, please, God. <laughs> You guys, you guys heard it first. Uh, the Heather wish death on Tim and I. Awesome. <laughs> Listen, but yeah, but here's the thing, though. The audience has heard it for the first time. You guys have been hearing it for years. That's, so it's, yeah. you know. It's not wrong. You know. She's not wrong there. Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, well, that'll wrap up college football. Uh, we had a whole bunch of NFL news this week, but let's start with the mm-hmm. workout that the NFL supposedly held for Kaepernick this week. There was a whole lot of shit said oh, and yeah. done here. Yeah, it was. I, I like Cap's big dick energy, though, where he's yeah. like, nah, dude, if the press can't be there, I'm not doing it, and then moved it. The, the story yeah. is that most, if not all, teams sent a representative, and then a couple hours before the workout, Kaepernick moved it to a high school an hour away. Um, the NFL didn't want the workout tape, so Kaepernick streamed it on YouTube. And mm-hmm. just a whole lot of things happened here. His... his talk to the media um some people are saying this is clear evidence that kaepernick doesn't want to play yeah i mean he just worked out and yeah the, the thing is 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 why are you going to and first i'm going to go ahead and just get this out of the way people are always going to talk shit to him because he settled 
um, you know, with the NFL. And I get that. Get money where you can, dude. All right? So all you fucking whiny bitches out there that think you wouldn't take a dime because of your principal, you're a liar. All right? Mm -hmm. Um, But why are you going to go into a workout, okay, where the NFL assumed none of the liability, all right? Whether they were, you know, found guilty or, or whatever, teams within the NFL colluded to ensure that he didn't have a job. Okay. Yeah. That, that's that's a fact. Um, mm-hmm. We can go through the roster of just utter trash quarterbacks. And we've done that repeatedly. Yeah. Oh, and like I I would venture I could literally flip your tablet around and and go through everybody, and we could probably pick out forty people who started at least a game in the NFL who shouldn't have since the last time he took a snap. You know. Like, honest to God, why is Kyle Allen still playing? He had one good game for the Panthers and has looked like butt cheeks since. You know? Uh, <laughs> honestly, the Panthers are only... The offense only runs because of McCaffrey. And how long... Like, he won't be able to do this again next year. Like, he's leading the league in touches, yards from scrimmage. You know? Like, you're literally letting your best player take a beating every single week, week you know, game in, game out. Uh, because your quarterback can't do anything, you know. Kyle Allen has a job. There's zero reason why Colin Kaepernick should not have a job. And for me, I if, mean, if I'm Cap, fuck you, NFL. No, this thing needs to be out there. I want people to see me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he, well, I mean, if fucking if Tim's upstairs neighbor, you know, Luke, Luke Falk, Falk can have a fucking yeah. job. You know. Yeah. I mean, if Luke wants to get back in, I'm sure him and Cap could get together, run some drills, you know. <laughs> Cap seems like a likable guy. Um, but, you know, it's just, it, it made no sense. And I, I, for me, like, at this point, he's got nothing to fucking lose. So, yeah, you know what? No, I'm going to move it to where I can have it filmed, and then people can come watch. And, yeah, there was a dickhead out there, you know, with his American flag and, like, anti-Cap sign. But did you see the outside of, of that field? People were lined up like three deep to watch him. Yeah. Okay. And there... yeah, but wasn't it something like? But wasn't it only something like eight teams showed up though? Yeah. yeah. After the to watch of venue, him, only like eight of the representatives made it. Yeah. 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 Which I find kind of funny because let's face it, scouts know how to drive and get around. Doesn't matter what sport. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Know, yeah. If, if you wanted to be there, you would have gotten there. Um, exactly. Do you think? But would so? So my question to you, though, would you say that that's pandering? I mean, I think the teams that sent that got scouts there actually wanted to scout him. Yeah. Yeah. The other teams that didn't, they, they obviously had no interest. Then they weren't serious. Yeah, they yeah, weren't. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't about serious it. about it. They just would you say that they were just like hitching themselves to the wagon? Well, I think the NFL probably went to. Like Goodell went to the owners and they're like, listen, you don't have to send the GM or the, your VP of but personnel. But send somebody. But so send you somebody. Say you did yeah. it. And, yeah. You, know, you did your yeah, diligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. You know, and okay. let's, let's face it. You know, you, I think everybody knows Goodell is very worried about the image of the NFL considering, you know, he wants to keep out a guy like Kaepernick. And let's face it, there's okay. probably some of that going Fuck on. Goodell. Okay. Fuck Goodell. Okay. Fuck Goodell. I mean, I'm going to sit here and knock on the Browns again. Kareem Hunt has a job. And he was just mm-hmm. seen, you know, filmed on camera kicking a woman in the face, uh, you know, and what she said was wrong. Absolutely. But he kicked a woman who was laying on the ground in the face. Yeah. Um, 
you know, how, how many other uh, incidents of spousal abuse have we seen? Or, or you know... Um, Ray Rice had a job. Yeah, Ray Lewis yeah I was going to say, you know, I was literally about to be like, <coughs> Ray Rice. Uh, Tyreek Tyree Hill for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, only is on... Or the, or the fucking... Uh, the fucking, like... I don't... I'm not going to say murderers, but, like, drinking and driving incidents. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the, we, we have know. all this. Those guys have jobs. Okay, and, exactly. and somehow Goodell's made it to we take care of discipline here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to be suspended. They'll pay a fine, and then they have the civilian stuff, and that's punishment enough. What the hell did Kaepernick do that negatively affected somebody? You know, so a bunch of angry white boomers got mad and or sh- like burned their fucking Nike sneakers. Okay, well, like you know, oh, man, well, sh- well shit, well shit, you know, fucking Michael Vick came back. Michael right. Vick yeah. can come back, yeah. but you know, and, and God he, forbid, and he went through know. a whole rehabilitation. And the thing is, I think that's what a lot of people don't like Kaepernick is because he doesn't want the rehabilitation. He didn't do anything wrong, and he knows. And he you didn't know do what? Exactly, wrong. exactly. He didn't do anything wrong. And like, I get it. And and I'll say, you know, like I get it if you feel very strongly against Kaepernick and and you know and what he did or whatever. But at the same time, you know, like we're you know like what we're saying, like. It's not in the same realm of like the Michael Vicks yeah. or the Ray Rices or anything like that. It's not. It is not in the same realm. Yeah. And I think that's no, where it's, people it's a get lost. Thing. One is actually a yeah. crime. Yeah. And the other one exactly. is, is, is drawing is, attention is to crimes that are happening. Right. And is constitutionally protected. Yep. Exactly. So, and I think that people really need to separate that because that's where there is this huge disconnect. But, and but like Heather, I said, Heather, and the, like troops, I said, but the troops, the troops, the troops. But like I said, I'm not trying to, I am not trying to diminish, you know, the anguish that some people have because, you know, like I have friends and I have family members, you know, who who relate to that and who can um i mean let's let's say identify we, we military town we have people who are on we both do. sides of the argument on that we absolutely do we absolutely do but at the same time it's kind of like it's first amendment versus actual fucking crimes yeah right. and there is a big difference yeah. and i think that that's what people forget yeah Kaepernick did not fight dogs no. Kaepernick did no. not beat women. He didn't stab anybody. He didn't hit anybody with a vehicle. Kaepernick was not exactly. on trial for murder. Yeah. Um, exactly. He lost the public court because he took a knee on the flag. Because a, uh, you know, a, a U.S. Army Green Beret veteran told him it's do that because it's better than sitting down. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah. But again, my troops. What about my troops? But continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> continue. I digress. Continue. No, I'm I'm the same boat as you, Heather. Like I just, yeah. The the, I understand too. Like you know, I spent 16 years of my life dragging my dick through the dirt in uniform, and um, I, I don't understand the outrage against it, um, because when you get down to it, it's it's, he, he's drawing attention to something that needs to be fixed, and if half these people, or even a quarter of these people who who talk about it so disrespectful of the troops, actually got off their ass and did something for the troops. That would show me you're actually interested in the troops. 
um, instead mm-hmm. of their their bullshit. Because I guarantee you know what they're not doing. They're bitching at Colin Kaepernick about taking a knee on the field, but their ass is still planted firmly in their lazy boy or on their couch when the anthem's going off when you're watching the game at home or at the bar. So they can all kiss my grits, nooch, and just go fuck themselves. All right. Snoogans. Well, last week we decided to throw in the Cleveland game for our picks. Yeah, buddy. Oh, uh, God. Against Pittsburgh last Jesus. minute, and now it's the game that everybody's talking mm-hmm. about. Not because of who won or lost, yep. but because of what happened with eight seconds left in the game. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett goes in for the sack. Mason Rudolph barely gets the pass away, but Garrett drives him into the ground anyway. Uh, a scuffle breaks out, and before we know it, Garrett has Rudolph's helmet in his hand and brings the helmet down on Rudolph's now exposed head. Uh, you know what, though? this Listen, though. Listen, though. My favorite thing about this is that it was the actual physical like representation of like when you say that you're gonna tear somebody's arms off and beat them with it yeah yeah it was the actual physical representation of that and i was here for it oh yeah garrett received an indefinite suspension which was appealed and upheld yep um mm-hmm. goodell basically said we'll revisit it in the off season uh the browns Joby received a one game suspension for his he, he kind of just ran into the quarterback. It was really awkward. He didn't, like, try to knock the dude down. Yeah, it but almost looked like he pulled up last second, and it was just too late. I think it had more to do with him in, uh, like, a side altercation with one uh, of the uh, offensive linemen yeah. for the Steelers. But, but that one-game suspension was appealed and upheld. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Steelers lineman, is it Marcus or Marquise? Marquise. Marquise Pouncey received a three-game yeah. suspension, which was appealed and reduced to two games. Which mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised at because he was throwing punches and kicking uh, Miles in the dome piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and quarterback Mason yeah. Rudolph has, to our knowledge, received no uh, punishment. There has been talk of an undisclosed fine, but nothing confirmed. Yeah. Uh, both teams were fined 200 Wait, I'm sorry, who? Say Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, the QB Mason for the Steelers. Rudolph? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No. He hasn't no, caught anything. No. And both no, teams he were fined $250,000 for the fight. Oh, yes. and the Browns won 21-7. Um, of course he had to throw that in there, but okay. Yeah, you know, go, ahead. Go, go ahead. I mean, um, you know, enjoy the win. I, I really, it's, it's important, you know, because it's still not a rivalry, all right? It's still... It's your fault well, but, one at the no. end of that game. No. Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> but, well, well, hold up. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Um, uh, Rudolph did not get a re- suspension, but he did get a thirty-five thousand dollars fine. Oh, I hadn't seen a number on it. I had heard yes, he got an a undisclosed fine, but yes, it yeah. was it was for violating the NFL's collective bargaining agreement stipulations against fighting. Hmm. I mean, because so Miles Garrett is completely wrong here. Yeah, but he admitted that though. He said he, that he was he is, wrong. And I'm not defending what he did. Yeah. Mason Rudolph deserved punishment. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you look at that, he was trying to tear Miles Garrett's helmet off. Yeah, but when you get down oh, to yeah, it, Garrett was. already had his his fist wrapped around Rudolph's face mask before he even got to the ground. Yeah. All right. Yep. And then when he stood up, he started trying to jerk that thing off his head. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and, I, and I get that. You know, it's heated. It's the end of the game. And I think the Steelers probably should take this the big takeaway for the Steelers is Rudolph's not your boy 
sit his ass down. <laughs> um, maybe give your neighbor a call. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he, he couldn't do any worse than Rudolph. That Rudolph I mean, looks like Devlin shit. Hodges. Yeah, but I mean, that, I think that's his name. Yeah, I just think that's a that's more of like a spot starter type thing. But like Mason Rudolph, he's not a starting NFL quarterback, and they just need to fucking mm-hmm. instead of keep trot him out there where he looks like shit over and over and over again. When you're starting mm-hmm. running backs out, and you kind of need a running, you know, like Rudolph's not your guy. Like, come on, Tomlin, get your shit together. Like, we can see that on TV. You're on the field. Mm-hmm. You should be able to see that. Um, but like it, it, when you get down to it, um, you know, there, there was zero reason like, bro, you're fucking winning. You're the best player on the team. Right. Yep. Like where the fuck do you get off? Okay. One ripping someone's helmet off. That's an automatic one game suspension off yeah. the jump. Okay. But then you decide you're going to fucking swing it like Conan, the goddamn barbarian swings a war axe at a guy who's got nothing on his head because you're holding it. Yeah. Okay, and then I think what probably pissed me off most is he gets up agitated as fuck because Marquise Pouncey starts punching and kicking him. Mm-hmm. Right? You can see him like visibly saying, "Like, what are you doing, bro? You literally just tried to kill the quarterback." And this isn't a figurative thing. You connect in the right place on the skull. No. Fucking Mason Rudolph's in a big fucking ball on the ground. Yeah, you know? so he hit Rudolph more like he was trying to put the helmet back on, yeah. rather than flipped it flipped over. Yeah, you and know, not that he was so, trying to put it on, but that's the way he hit him. Yeah. So do you do you think that he used the racial slur allegedly? I, honestly, I don't know. And like, that's Sarah, what did Sarah it? Spain's been catching hell for this because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. put out that you know Garrett released the statement saying that he Mason Rudolph did do it. Okay, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is those those pylon cams, you know, in the NFL, those are mic too. There's microphones all over these stadiums, and the NFL does yeah, that yeah, yeah. because if they need to do an investigation, they literally have everything mm-hmm. recorded. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So if the NFL and and you all know I completely detest Goodell and, and the whole investigative arm of the NFL, um, mm-hmm. but if they're saying, listen, dude. We didn't catch anything on the boom mics. We didn't catch anything with the pylon cam. They had somebody actually watch the video to see if they could, uh, you know, like a speech dude, you know, to come yeah. in and see if catch it was something. Yeah, yeah catch and, and, something. And he didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, well, that's that's what the NFL said. Okay. Right. And Sarah Spain brought up, well, you know, I appreciate the NFL doing its due diligence and doing that, but it still could happen. So we, we should give Miles Garrett kind of the benefit of the doubt. We all know he was wrong. Mm-hmm. We all know his his behavior on field sh- does warrant an indefinite suspension. And honest to God, dude, I'd have him suspended the first ten games of next season and it'd just be done with it. Yeah, I was about to ask where mm-hmm. you think this. Idea. Yeah, um, but like for me, th- this is this is a reflection of the Browns organization in general. The last ten years, uh, undisciplined. Um, you know, just a, it's a circus. <laughs> you know, and. Uh, you, you, you take him out of the remaining games, he sits the first 10, and that's literally telling Haslam, listen, dude, knock it the fuck off. If you can't get people in here to run your organization correctly, then sell and, and kick rocks, yeah. you know? Uh, because it has. It's just it's coach turnover after coach turnover, and there's always something in fucking Cleveland, always, you know? So, I mean, it's I mean that, that's exactly what I would do. If I'm Goodell, I'm not even fucking doing indefinite. Like, I'm not revisiting the summer. I'm literally talking to his agent and saying, you are going to be sitting the first 10 games of next season, and then we'll be done, you know? I mean, because 99% of the time, Garrett is good for the NFL. Yeah. Take take this instance away, and he's good for the league. Yeah. Um, 
And it, it did feel very out of character for Garrett, which is why I'm inclined to lean towards, yes, he said something. It still doesn't justify. Dude, even if it he did. It still doesn't justify. Even if he did, all right? The thing is, if, if a dude at the club tells you that, or at the bar, feel free. As mm-hmm. long as there's no weapons involved, beat that guy's ass, I get it. But you're at work. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you're on you the job. The yeah, about, you have a job. It was either earlier us. this season yeah. or in the off season. Um, guy pulls up next to Garrett, asks for a yeah, and it punched him. Just punched him, and Garrett just brushed it off. Well, dude, he's like six seven, like two hundred ninety pounds with three percent body fat. That's why I'm saying it felt a little out of character. Like if I could, if I could pick up a concrete pylon and hit him in the face with it, he wouldn't feel it. Yeah. Okay, like. I mean, I, if Rudolph did say something, he needs to have his ass beat. He really does. Like, there's no room for that kind of shit. But when you get down to it, man, you're at work, and you're the best player on the team, and your team is going to be without you the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay, and Baker Mayfield's not going to win you any games. That's just how it is. <laughs> um, that defense needs to play really strong defense, and you need to ride Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. That is going to be the key to, uh, to success. But see, now, literally, there is no pass rush for the Browns. There's none. Yeah. Okay? They'll be a stout run-stopping team. I, I really, Vernon's out another week. Yeah. I really li- out. And the thing is, Olivier Vernon only does well in tandem. He can't do by, he can't yeah. do it by himself. He's never been that guy. Um, you know, but th- that, that was the key to success. Make sure the ball stays out of Baker's hands, run the ball, play good defense. All right? When you literally take the best pass rusher out of that equation, dude— Every team that is lining up offensively from them from here on out knows we don't have to worry about Garrett. And so just out of curiosity, not not that the blame is on the Steelers or anything, but why are they even running a pass play with 10 seconds left in the game, down 14? Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't even like a real pass. It was like a little screen pass. I don't know, man. Honestly, I, it's it could just be a way to... A rep for you know they're attempting a play they haven't like pulled out of the playbook yet. It's late in the game. We're not gonna win, so fuck it. Let's give it a shot type thing. Or, you know, it's a getting reps for one of the other backup running backs or whatever. But still, like, I, I get it. Um, that that entire thing was a shit show. Uh, you know, I was at work watching that game. It was just like holy shit. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was surprised, the Browns actually played a pretty, pretty solid, pretty game. solid game all around, and then. Uh, you know, you see that. Uh, well, I think the biggest, the biggest well, outside the fight, the biggest thing I took away from the Browns is uh, Schobert's an outstanding linebacker, mm-hmm. and that Dorsey wasted a third round pick on that linebacker from BYU, Sataki. Oh. I mean, he's never going to get on the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, it just that it was a shame it ended that way. Uh, you know, but I just when you are. Repre- like you're literally representing the city. You're the best player on your team, and and you're on the most popular team in that city. Like, you that has to factor in, you know. And the fun part is, we play him again next week. Yeah. Uh, December first is a rematch. Yeah. In Pittsburgh. Whoop whoop. That's my uh, birthday. The other three games Just from FYI. last week we all agreed on, and we were all correct. Uh, Kansas City beat the Chargers twenty four seventeen on Monday night. New England handled mm-hmm. Philadelphia 17-10, and Baltimore just obliterated Houston 41-7. Yeah. Anything stand mm-hmm. out to you guys from Week 11? Uh, Lamar Jackson's definitely the MVP. I I don't want to hear anybody argue that point. The dude is just... God, he's so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. 
Yeah. Um, and I hate it. Hey, you know because what? Because he's a conference uh, division yeah. rival. Um, and New England needs to learn how to play offense. Uh, I think I hope by getting Isaiah Wayne back this week it actually helps uh, because we can't move the fucking ball. Uh, it's just if it wasn't for the defense right now, we'd be ten shades of host. Uh, I think Dallas is going to be a. I think that's going to be the second loss of the season. Um, but uh, I'm still picking the Patriots, but I'm going into it thinking they're going to lose. Heather, what about you? Anything stand out? Hmm. Not particularly, honestly. Mahomes like I said, still I doesn't mean, look like he's bounced back 100% yet. No. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say, it really wasn't like, there wasn't really anything that like super it, it jumped out at like me that we haven't. Talking about the Cleveland-Pittsburgh yeah. fight. Um, yeah, like like that was really the the really only big thing that happened last week, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Well, let's so. look ahead to next week. We were going to pick the Indy-Houston game, but we had to delay recording for a little bit, so that game actually took place. Yeah, and I'll tell you night. right now, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, man. <laughs> Just the guy's ridiculously fast. Play. God. And, and the thing is, when you keep Watson upright, Oh, nobody throws a prettier deep ball. That team's dangerous. Yeah. He, uh, uh, he might be the number three MVP yeah. candidate right now. But, I mean, just the, the way the ball comes out of his hands, dude. Like, he, he, he just dropped dimes all over the field last night. It was beautiful. And your boy, D. Johnson, uh, played in his 10th game for the Texans. So, <laughs> that means the Brown, or the, that, that pick they get uh, is a third rounder now. Mm. Well... Let, let's instead talk about the NFC South, where Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers head to New Orleans to take on Drew Brees and the Saints. The Panthers are five and five and a ten point underdog against the eight and two Saints, who are right at or near the top of contention for the mm-hmm. NFC. Um, Heather, your team, what do you see? Clearly, obviously, I was going to say thank you for acknowledging my importance to this conversation. <laughs> Um, now listen, I will admit that the Saints offense struggled against the Falcons, which I appreciate that we are not talking about that game from a couple of weeks ago. We're not rubbing it in. Yeah. Thank we're, you. We're I appreciate that. So thank you. You know what? Thank you. You're welcome. Because I I feel like though that's more of you guys don't want me to murder you in your sleep. So um, yeah. Listen, Heather, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping for an asteroid to break atmosphere so I can catch it like a football and end my misery. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, though, that, the, you know, that the Carolina defense um, is tied for the NFL lead in sacks at 39. And they are third in the league with, in interceptions with 12. Um, but. Bree seems to think that their success in those areas um, is a big part to Keekly. I will say Keekly is a great, amazing player oh, he's for the Panthers. Yeah. yeah, like and he and the thing and the thing with Keekly though, and, and and I will say, and I hate saying this, I really hate saying this, is that um, he is a very smart player and he is very hard to try to simulate in practice and so that seems to be kind of a an area of improvement that the saints can can do however 
the Saints do rank third against the run, um, which could potentially prompt the Panthers to lean a little more on their passing game. Um, yeah, you especially do. the Saints play the run ahead. well, but the, uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's not your everyday running yeah. back. Um. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, though. But, like, Kyle Allen threw four interceptions against the Falcons. Uh, he's what we call doo-doo. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so, so a loss to the Saints would be a really significant blow to Carolina's just, for lack of a better, better term, waning playoff hopes. Yeah. Yeah, they've kind um, of settled down. They, they got real hot at the beginning of the season. And then that's the thing, though. They weren't playing anybody. And then everybody's like, Kyle Allen, we got to keep Kyle him. Allen. And he's supposed Woo-hoo, to replace yeah. Cam. Fuck Cam. And it's like when you see what Kyle Allen and really then, is. <laughs> and then you're like, nah, fam. No. I don't know about all this. Dude, exactly. at this point, I'm putting Will Greer in, like honestly, because Allen has well, shown that he can't play ball. Well, here's the thing, though, is that the Panthers do have a chance to make up ground um, on the Saints because they have to play them twice. Because literally, it's like, we play the Panthers, and then we have to play the Falcons again, and then I think we play one more game, and then it's the Panthers again. Yeah. So, right now, the Saints' defense top priority is McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. And that's and a, he is every defense is stacking because, up against him, and he's still racking up yards. That's crazy. Exactly because he's yeah because he's first in the league. Yeah, and so and we're talking about until the end of the season. Oh okay okay okay. Well, still like like we still have to play the Falcons again, and we still have to play. The, yeah, I not- uh, noticed Panthers that with again. almost every team this year. A lot of most of the divisional games have been kind of backloaded I, I think they've got exactly it this yeah. season so it's a rivalry game to end the season for okay or a, a divisional game to and end that's, the season yeah and that's generally kind of how it is or whatever right because I, but I anyways but like i said to do that to prevent the uh the week seven sit, uh, sit everybody mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah so like right now like the top priority for for our defense is McCaffrey because he's first in the league in yards in, uh, from the scrimmage and yards in rushing yep. and touchdowns. Um, however, they are going to be in New Orleans and New Orleans is a very hostile territory and it gets very, very loud. Um, but of course, obviously, I got to go for my boys because yeah. I love my boys. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be the year for Louisiana this year. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, I if, if they had any other quarterback under center right now, I, I'd be a little more um, uh, into picking the Panthers. But I, Allen just shown he's not he's not that guy. Um, like I'm still trying to figure out you you drafted Will Greer with with a third round pick. That's a that's a you know that's still a valued pick. Why isn't he on the field? Because, like, you know, you, if you're throwing four picks, uh, you know, or multiple picks, two out of the last three games, like, it, the game's kind of too fast for him. Um, you know, he had that one good game, and let's face it, he, he was very accurate, um, but he threw for less than 300 yards. Yeah. Okay. Um, you should be accurate if you're not taking long stabs downfield. But when you get down to it, the Panthers, I just, uh, I could see him use McCaffrey to rack up yards. 
but ultimately the Saints pulled out. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't think the Saints lose this game. Yeah. Not at home, not against the Panthers. I think they're 9-2 and two yeah. at this point. Yeah, well, and, and also, too, like, even if they pull Breeze, you know, say, like, in the third quarter or whatever, Bridgewater proved himself to be a very adequate backup. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think, and I just don't think that Kyle Allen will be able to, to go against no, that. No, Te- Teddy B got, is going to get himself paid this year. Yeah. Exactly. Dallas heads to Foxborough to take on the Patriots, who have only dropped the one game to Baltimore this season. Uh, the 6-4 and four Cowboys continue to hang on, beating up on lower teams to stay atop the NFC East. Mac, the Patriots are your team, and they're a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Who do you like here? Wow, are they really six-and-a-half-point favorite? That's fucking crazy to me because Dallas actually looks good on offense right now. Um, I'm sorry, who are you? Who are you? What? I'm a realistic fan here. Um, who knows that my my beloved Patriots can't fucking play offensive football right now, um, and, and it hurts to say that, especially considering that Sony Michelle's really dropped off from the production he had last year, um, and we keep trying to kind of, you know, bang him away, and he's, you know, three four yards a crack, and he's not able to get to the outside, and we don't have those big long gains that we, you know, were able to last year that led into play action, that led into open receivers, that led into Brady throwing touchdowns. Um, you know, so that that whole offensive game plan's missing. Uh, but Dallas does look good on offense. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's starting to like, I don't know what it what it was at the beginning of the season. Like he was one game he's up, next game he's down. But he seems to have found his groove now. Um, Randall Cobb's gotten really uh, uh, utilized by uh, Prescott. Um, you know, I have Amari Cooper on my fantasy football team, and Amari did shit last week, which really pissed me off. Because uh, I needed the points, I lost by eight, and any kind of production from Amari would have helped. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, we, we the, you know, the, the Patriots shit the bet against Baltimore. But when you get down to it, I think everybody's defense is going to shit the bet against Baltimore. They seem to have found a system that really, really works. Uh, so hats off, hats off to uh, Mark Roman, Baltimore's OC. Uh, he's really found a good formula to keep uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, going and, and put him in spots where he can be successful but like I'm going to pick the Patriots because that's my team but I would not be surprised if they lose um, please don't lose this game because I fucking hate Cowboys fans <laughs> <laughs> Heather what's your take I personally really have exactly zero fucks to give about this game Yeah. Um, but I I went with New England just because Mac is my friend. Oh, thanks, Heather. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're welcome. I've got New England in this one. I was talking in the office. I was saying it. I don't think it's even close. Um, I'm revising that a little bit because Dallas does have a solid offense. Yeah. Um, I think Zeke keeps them in this game because we know that that's a weak spot for the Patriots. Um, I mean, even it has been in the years past this year the defense isn't the issue the way it was like new england has a had that bend don't break philosophy for a long time um you know they play the, they play in the run really well this year but i honestly i don't think they've played a running back quite like zeke so you can get to the second level you know yeah. just off one cut i mean if, if you're flipping the coaches that's what belichick is doing is he's yeah. driving zeke right down the throat of the patriots to, yeah to, to take this game um but i do think the patriots win 
Sunday night, two NFC powerhouses clash as the 8-2 and two Packers travel to California to take on the 9-1 and one 49ers. These are two of the three teams that really seem to be controlling the NFC, with New Orleans being the third. Um, there have been some questions about San Francisco's legitimacy, given who they've played, but they're still tied for the best record in the NFL with the Patriots. Yeah, Heather, I mean, what's your take on this one? Um, I'm kind of this... I'm... I really haven't changed my stance on the Niners. I feel like that they've really like played, they've played very, very well this season and it's still kind of hard for me to go against them. And I want to say what I think ESPN is what 60% I think on them winning. And I honestly can't say that I disagree necessarily. Um, So I kind of, I went, I went Niners on this one. Back. Yeah, I mean, you can't knock the Niners for who they play. You know, you can only play the people that are on the schedule. Um, you know, I make that same argument in college football. You know, you you, <laughs> you schedule, you got to play the schedule you got, you know. Um, but Mike Shanahan, or Kyle Shanahan came out and, and didn't exactly give Jimmy G a glowing uh, endorsement. Um, so, and, and Garoppolo has had his his games this season where he looks like he's the guy that you you trade a second round pick for and then immediately give him you know a 120 million dollar contract and then there are other games where he looks like a guy who's only started 15 games in his career you know so um san francisco is a three-point favorite in this game i mean I, i can see that their defense is rough um they've got a good uh philosophy of, of living off the run George Kittle is coming back this week from what I've read I could be wrong um, but I think you pick against Aaron Rodgers at your own peril uh, the guy will win games single handedly and the thing is that whole team is just playing a lot better than they have the, like on offense and defense um, they finally got a good running game together uh, you know they got a two headed running team uh, and then you've got the best named wide receiving core in the NFL uh, and Aaron Rodgers so I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with Green Bay in this one yeah I've got Green Bay in this one as well um, I, th- I think we end up with a three-way tie atop the NFC, I uh, NFC yeah I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> uh, that would put all three yeah uh, Green Bay San Francisco and New Orleans at like 92 two. right um, and like you said, you pick against Aaron Rodgers at your own risk. So I'm going Green Bay here. Yeah. Um, and finally, our Monday night matchup is our game of the week with the eight and two Ravens traveling to Los Angeles to face off against the six and four Rams. This is a good matchup to me. Uh, Lamar Jackson has emerged as one of the top three, if not the top MVP candidate. Uh, Jared Goff has struggled, but the Rams still have some powerhouses on defense. Mac, break it down. Uh, tell you right now the Rams are slow compared to Baltimore this is a slow team um you the Ravens are going to have to account for Aaron Donald in the center um you know they they swung that trade for Dante Fowler Jr. last year from the Jaguars he hasn't really been much of a factor coming off the edge Clay Matthews um you know he's injured again Uh, and I just don't think that you know I mean adding Jalen Ramsey's all well and good but when you get down to it uh, you know Harbaugh and, and Mark Roman ha- put Lamar Jackson in positions to succeed. Yeah. Um, and Mark Ingram is running like a bat out of hell right now. So, 
I mean, I don't know if you've seen how the Ravens do it. Like, they are going to take those stabs down the field. Jackson's going to take those deep stabs, but they do such a good job with the short passing game and the running game to kind of control the clock and, and wear the teams down. Um, and then they can, you see, that's when you see Jackson literally break four guys' ankles on his way to a 40 yard run. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the, the Rams are only, you know, a year removed from the Super Bowl, but when you get down to it, uh, Baltimore's a more talented team at this point. Like, the Rams have, like, the name game. You know, but golf has taken not one but two steps back. Um, you know, Gurley. I don't know what the plan is with Gurley. I get it. He's got the arthritic knees. He's got this. He's got that. But when you get down to it, he at one point just two years ago, this was the best running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You, you got to give him the ball, and you know he's only carrying the ball twelve, fifteen times a game. So I, I think this is Baltimore's. Uh, game and I think it could end up like the you know like the New England game, you know yeah, they can game. yeah they can break it open and it won't even be close uh, because of Lamar Jackson and, and Ingram. Heather, yeah, I had same thing, same thing. I had the exact like that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Obviously, he knows a lot more than I do, but yeah, I I went Ravens. On I'm this in one. agreement there too. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting that the three candidates who have emerged at the top of the MVP are all uh, black quarterbacks. Yeah. Which is not something you see very often. Oh, no. And let's face it, if you would have just said something like that 10 years ago, there'd be there'd be some like angry Facebook uncles that are going to tell you you're full of shit. You know? You rarely of see one, let alone three quarterbacks. Because uh, Lamar, Russell, and Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah. Or Deshaun Watson are the ones I hear the most. Yeah, and then even then, if, if Dak keeps playing as well as he has, Dak's there's another there one, you know? So, I mean, it's it's great because... Am I, you know, I love Brady and, you know, Philip Rivers and our old guard quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see when, when, when Brady and Rivers and Rodgers all head on out. We've already got these, yeah. like, a three or four headed monster already here, yeah. and they're going to be established. And we're only going to get more of these guys coming in from co- the college ranks. So, you know what, man? I, it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch professional football in the next 10 to 15 years because these guys are just going to keep, like I said, Deshaun Watson might throw the prettiest deep ball I've ever seen. It's gorgeous. Listen, I feel like I feel like Mac, you're gonna have to buy some kind of like apology gift to Tom Brady for what you just said. <laughs> no, no, um, because we're heading into Hate Week, and he did go to that school, so we spend a week. Well, a- I'm just saying, we spend that week again. apart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll wrap it up for tonight's episode. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review if you're listening on iTunes. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the Hometown Crowd. And also remember remember to wash your hands and say your prayers because germs and Jesus are everywhere. That's right. Thank <laughs> you.